Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. All right. This week, we have Mark Thompson back again. Uh, Mark, how's it going? It's going wonderful. So we talked previously about your app, Totally Strong, and... People can, by the way, go check that out at totallystrong.me. But we talked about the technology that you used, which was Dart and Flutter. It was a new technology that you kind of learned on the fly. But you also did something else for this build that was not a typical solo founder type of thing. You set a 30-day deadline starting in December, December one. And your goal was to build and launch by that deadline. And you kind of were speaking out loud to Twitter the whole time. And so I was tracking you and paying attention. I want to go through the psychology that of, because you were a student at this point. Um, you also had a newborn in the family at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious about why you set this. First off, why did you set this date? Um, what was the mo- what was your motivation for that? And then we'll kind of break into more of what you went through to to meet some of these goals. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. So for me, the motivation behind the 30 days is because as most developers, we see something we think we can do it or we have all these ideas of apps that we think we can create. And one of the hardest things for developers to do and just most people is follow through. And Mm -hmm. I always from the front of the classroom when I'm teaching, I'm always talking about, well, you got to be faithful to the follow through. That's one of my favorite phrases. You got to be faithful to the follow through. And so if you do that, you will find the success that you want. And I told myself that so many times because I've been thinking of this app for about 10 years, to be honest with you, or or more since I was in like college. (laughs) I had thought about it in PHP, you know, some way to like make a workout out because it was the same problem. And I, and I almost did it, but I never finished. And so I told myself, I'm so tired of like making these grand plans where I talked to my wife about this great version of a, a fitness app, and then I'm going to make it. And then I don't make it. Mm-hmm. And so we've all, been there. we've all been there, by the way. There's very few developers that have no app ideas that just go to work and don't think of <laughs> building something for themselves, but they never do it. I'm definitely guilty. I have a... I have a crap ton of like half done or even quarter done GitHub repos sitting with ideas. So I totally like hear you on that part. Yeah. And I just want to like do better by myself and say, you know what? I can prove myself right that I can complete something and I'm going to make the students proud because I knew that if I announced that I was going to work on something like that, they would hold me accountable. And I just want to really, you know, show my wife, for instance, because she's a real big yeah. supporter of me and my dreams that I could actually follow through and make something happen. Yep. So accountability was part of your reasoning. Um, why did you set 30 days? What was the thinking around that? So I wouldn't over-engineer it. That was my number yeah. one reason. So I wouldn't over-engineer because you know how that goes when you start to think of a problem and you can yep. come up with a good solution or you can use your engineer hat and come up with the like super solution, right? And I thought that, you know, what would be 
you know, successful to get it out there because, you know, so I listen to uh, another podcast a lot or another community of people who are like this, it's called the indie hacker community where people yeah. like make things. Right. Yep. And I was like, you know, a lot of these people talk about all the time that they shipped, even though it wasn't perfect and it was almost laughable with what they shipped with. Yeah. And so you were on Twitter as well. And you're pretty much speaking like I don't know that I didn't know about your project starting um, until I saw you probably five days in tweeting about it. So what was your motivation for tweeting um, to the open <laughs> sky about what you were doing? <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's pretty funny because one, I don't have a ton of Twitter followers, so it really was like, <laughs> you know, it's like fifty people, and I'm just tweeting every single night. Like people are gonna get tired of me. Um, yeah, the motivation behind that was one to create that like social accountability, so the people around me knew what was happening. But I thought it'd be really cool if I can create a social accountability where my you know friends and colleagues or other people maybe that I don't know could see this person working and like, you know, ask me about it and ask if I actually finished and also to motivate people to say, you know what? He did it. Like he did it so I can do it. What's my dream. What can I create? So did you, I know when I would listen, like, honestly, you didn't tweet too much when you went silent. I was like, what's wrong. I would always be like, what's going on? Why did did he drop off? Um, And then I would, if I didn't have time, sometimes I responded and we would have these direct message chats, which was weird because I don't talk to anyone on Twitter, but you, like you're the only person I direct message. But um, even if you didn't mention, or even if you said something and I didn't have time to at least reply, I would still like it. Just mm-hmm. so you knew, I read this, <laughs> and I not not that that would mean a ton, but it's just like, hey, you're not just talking to the open sky. There's there are people listening. <clears throat> so, did you have other communities that you were? Because indie hackers, I think Cortland Allen is the guy that founded that community, which is really strong. Um, did you participate in any other developer communities while you were doing this that you found beneficial? I did not. And I was actually too afraid to join Indie Hackers because I felt like I didn't have enough to show, even though that's the opposite, the opposite you know, behavior that you're supposed yes. to have with that community. Total yes, totally. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of people, though, that are waiting. But you've joined since then. I started getting closer to joining. I'm looking at the, <laughs> the, 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 forum, the forum. And literally, I look at the forum like once a week, like, okay, am I ready to post that I'm working on something? Or is it just not good enough to even show that I started on? Yeah. So, but that, again, your apprehensions, that's, there's a lot of people that are like that. So you're at the first, let's talk about the first 10 days. Um, you got started. How efficient were you? How were things, how was your energy level? How were things going along? How, like, tell talk about the first 10 days. Yeah. So the first 10 days were really interesting because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about the the diagram that most people talk, talk about when you have a new technology where things start off really high and then you hit this valley of like where things get really tough. And that's whenever you introduce new tech. And I was yeah. thinking about like, can I avoid this? Is this something that I can avoid completely? And it's in the back of my mind. So I'm really motivated. And 
as, after I watched a couple of those videos, you know, for like I said, from the Google Code Lab and then watching that yeah. YouTube stream a couple of times, as I watched that, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me just start. And I started cranking out screens on the app, and that's how I measured my progress. I would just measure it in which screens I got done. Mm-hmm. And I spent just night after night just writing a bunch of code, and I felt so good because I put off a lot of the tough problems for later, things like login and data persistence. Right. And mm-hmm. you actually replied to one of my tweets about data persistence. You said it was a, a version two like feature. And, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's why I treated it because I said, you know what, login and data persistence, all that won't matter if there's nothing to log into. Right. That was my mindset. If there's nothing yeah. to show once you log in, I'd rather have an app that doesn't support login that you can do a workout before that, you know, before I spent, yeah. you know, four weeks or whatever on the login and data. Well, that is interesting because I do remember us talking about it. Um, one of the psychology issues or psychological issues that I've had as a developer is I get fixated on things that I want to get done. And so Don, the, my co-host on many of our other on our other show and this one, will honestly, well, he'll often tell me like, whoa, I think you're thinking too much about this or this is not something you need to you know focus on. And I do the same to him. I will constantly tell him about features that are you sure that's what is going to solve what the problem? Because you're describing a solution and you're describing a problem that don't seem to be in sync and having that other person to bounce things off of is helpful, even if they aren't working on the code with you. So was I the only person talking to you or did you have other people um, at least that in your network that were kind of aware yeah, so they have two people that I talk to the most candidly about my experience, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I talked to you very candidly about some of the, the challenges that I was facing. And yeah. I have a, a good friend who started his own company, but it's not a tech company. He's a copywriter, but he, he and I think alike. You know, we have very similar background yeah. in wanting to be successful. And I will talk to him candidly, like, you know what? I'm having a really hard time right now. Or like the time that you and I talked where I was really defeated, to be honest with you. Yep. Yep. And I was ready to just, just stop because I had set up this kind of momentum. And I, like I said, I had people in the, in the, the Flutter community saying, okay, you know, because when I got to around five or seven days left, I started counting down and people were watching. And then when I didn't deploy on time, right, like that mm-hmm. moment was like devastating to me. Yep. But... The thing is, you had you found someone, you had someone to talk to, and in, the great thing was that that person didn't have to talk to you about code. It didn't need to be a developer. It needed to be someone that you knew, that understands what it's like to start up something. Um, but even then, you had someone to confide in about frustration, and I'm not. I'm talking about the copywriter guy, not me as much. And but that's important, I think, for folks to recognize is that. You may be a solo founder or a solo developer, but you don't have to work alone. And especially with the psychological part, which can weigh you down. So that helped you a lot in that case. Absolutely. Um, And speaking of psychological stuff, I find that even though it's I'm not in the, like I said, the venture capital world where I'm raising a bunch of money and I'm working in an office until... 3 a.m., you know, with uh, yep. with two other people. I felt so lonely at times when I was working on this project. Yep. 
feels mm-hmm. so you feel so isolated because you have this big dream. Everyone's happy for you and excited for you, but yet you're not delivering quite what you know you promised yet. And yet, yeah. and you may have struggles or something that's that you're stuck on, and it's just a really lonely time. And I was surprised at how lonely I felt some of those late nights when I was just by myself and I just wanted to be like, "Wow, is anyone even does anyone care right now?" And I know that doesn't yeah. really fall in line with what like a hobby project should be, but I'm just being completely transparent. Yeah, but I, I don't feel like your feelings are. I, I mean, if you go on to indie hackers and read the stories of people building things by themselves. That, that is not an uncommon theme. You see it constantly. And I think persevering through those psychological troughs, um, the downtimes, the loneliness, is what, when people come out on the other end, they may forget that they felt that low, but they got there at some point. And that's why I think having other people, at least on the just a buddy of some kind um, that you can talk to about these frustrations helps tremendously. Um, And it's something that, again, I do with Don a lot and I haven't talked to you about stuff I'm building, but I know that I probably will um, if I start doing another solo project. So going back to our timeline, you did the first 10 days, you... I don't know if you were talking about the next 10, the like the, the the 20 or the 10 to 20 days segment, but how was that going? That was one of the hardest parts because here's what happens. I hit that, that valley that I kind of described that I was afraid of in the yeah. first 10 days. I hit that valley. So for people who are not aware, there's this idea that when you introduce a new technology, at first, everyone's really happy. And then as you yeah. get to know it and learn and work with it, you know, your productivity drops really low, your motivation drops really low, and things seem so hard where you almost want to back out and say, it's better to use something else or go a different route. And yeah. I hit that part because here's the problem that I kept running into is, is there a solution for X, whatever that thing yeah. was, if I wanted to start working on data persistence? Is there a plugin for Flutter that does X or does mm-hmm. anyone do this? Do I have to write it? What do I need to do? How should I organize my data? Or when I say data, I even mean internal data. Just let's just talk about the state of an application. How do yeah. I manage the state? How do I organize the code so that it's not spaghetti code at the end of this thing? Right. So mm-hmm. a lot of those things came into play where I got past the quote unquote hello world phase. And I got into yeah. like the real deep, like kind of depths of the application design phase where you have to make smart decisions that will hopefully help you and not harm you later. How did you get out on the other end of that? With a lot of frustration, to be completely honest. And a lot of that was, for instance, I would use plugins that weren't ready. And Mm -hmm. that happened to me quite a few times where I'd use something that wasn't ready or that a breaking change would be introduced within days of me including it in my project. And all the warnings are there that that Flutter's in alpha, that the Firebase plugin is in alpha, that this other plugin is in alpha, right? So the warning signs of this, I'm not mad at the the Google team or Flutter team. It's just that was the the life I kind of chose. And I have to remind myself that, like, I chose (laughs) this path intentionally. And sometimes I would ask, like, you know what? If I went back and did React Native right now, yes, I would lose some of the things or goals that I think Flutter offered, but I bet you Mm -hmm. I could fit project much faster oh yeah 
Oh, I mean, there's a reason why I work on Rails so much. Um, it's changing. It's changing a lot. And Don is a part of that. But I totally hear you because when you are a, an experienced developer and you know how to get things done, you know how to get them done well, taking a new technology to do the same things you've done before and getting hit, hitting those alpha problems or things that you just don't know is frustrating, like really frustrating. So you got on the other side of it. The last 10 days of the pro of the goal. Talk about that. So in the last 10 days, so I get past the basic parts around, let's say, login and data processes, because that was a lot of the middle time. So I get past that. I get some version of it working. Okay, so I'm, I'm moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. We hit the last 10 days. Then I start thinking about what are the minimum features that I need to ship that this thing is usable. I'm cutting out anything that doesn't improve the usability. So anything extra is gone. And I'm working yeah. pretty rapidly. And I'm noticing, here's the problem, as you're rapidly prototyping, you cut so many corners that yeah. you actually forget this form doesn't have user validation. People can just type in whatever whatever they want. Right? <laughs> yes. And, or this button, there's no loading animation to let them know that the thing is, is, is doing something in the background, that the data is persisting. Yeah. And so I'm looking, so I'm trying to plug all these holes that I left in this mad dash of of this application. And so that's what happens in the last 10 days. So I get through the first five. I'm feeling pretty optimistic. I, I'm keeping a paper list of all the things that I want to do. Then I realize that list is, is too hard to read. So I quickly open a Trello board. I list like 40 things on it. I start dragging things to version two, version two, version two. What are just the, the, the top 10 things? So I start to work on those things. Then I get toward the last three days. Yeah. And that's where things just really, you know, you say, you know, the crap hit the fan. And that and that's why I was on I was coming from like a really high emotional point where I felt like I could see the finish line and I was actually going to finally prove myself right. I was gonna make everybody proud. I was gonna be like the success that I knew I could be. And the success really meant just getting the app out off of my phone, off of my laptop. Someone yeah. else can do it without me saying, let me plug in your phone, right? So, so I was so close to that success and I could see it. And then that's when I run into all the problems around doing the build and export where you can actually build this thing and you can export it. And mm -hmm. then I got, I got a plugin conflict where I was working with Firebase and the Firebase login. And I had to upgrade Gradle, but I had never really used Gradle in configuration. And so mm -hmm. then I'm really stuck because I can't solve it on my own within three days because I don't know where to start with the problem with Gradle. And so, okay. of course, given enough time, I could solve any problem as a senior, you know, senior experienced engineer with enough time. You can learn it, start to dissect it. At this point, I don't have the skill set to really work with Gradle. And so then I get stuck there. OK, I finally get over that hump. We're in like the last... 36 hours before I'm supposed to submit to the iPhone store and then the yeah. Apple store. I get, you know, 36 hours turns 24 hours away. I realize that there's no way I'm going to be able to get the iOS thing working because this whole time I had been developing on PC and Android. Mm -hmm. Even though this thing is cross-platform, I had never configured the iOS version. So I say, okay, that's not, not a big deal. A ship is a ship, right? So if I ship it to yeah. Android, that still counts. Yep. And so we get into like the last 12 hours. It's like New Year's Eve. I'm I'm out on the trip with my family. And so I knew that we had planned to go away for the weekend. 
And so what ends up happening is my 31 days or 30 days becomes like 29 and a half. Okay. Because I told my wife that I would be focused on family time because I had been working from the hours of 9 to 1 a.m. the entire time at over the 30 days. Yeah. And as I'm going up against the <laughs> the final build, and this is when we talked and you, you DM me, I was near <laughs> tears. It was 1 a.m. the night before our trip. I'm up yep. 1 a.m. and I'm working on this thing and I'm typing away, okay, can't find the... You know the, uh, the the signing key that you need to sign your, your your package. Okay, so I go on Google all night. I'm doing all this stuff, and so I'm doing all of this work. All right, and yeah. I still remember this moment. Like I'm getting like a little like you know worked up here because I remember the feeling of failing because it was 1:45. The build wasn't working. I couldn't figure out the the build problem, and I couldn't get it to build and deploy. I couldn't figure out how to do the automatic signing that the Google Play Store needed, and I was out of gas. I was yes. just, I had no more energy. I told my wife, I've given my word that I was going to not have my laptop on our, our family trip for New Year's, even New Year's Day. And so mm-hmm. if I didn't, re- if I didn't release by that 1.45 a.m., you know, I felt like everything was over. And that for me was like, the it was devastating. I felt defeated at that point. I really felt like I failed everything. But you didn't. Right. You didn't, I mean, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> But so, and I remember, I remember the tweets. I remember, like, I remember seeing it from the outside. And, you know, you, you, you had mentioned earlier, the psychology of a developer can be, who did, what, does anyone else care? Does anyone care? And the truth is that the most, there, someone does care and that person is you. And that's what matters a lot. Mm-hmm. But you kept your, but you didn't take the computer with you on on the holiday, correct? Correct. And when did you launch? I think I launched maybe mid January, something okay. like that. So a, a couple of weeks after, because then I figured out what the plugin problems were. There were some changes. I remember submitting some questions online to the the Gitter community, and I remember someone came back and answered my question randomly while we were mm-hmm. on vacation. And I remember saying, okay, I'm not going to work on this thing. I'm not going to do anything. I can't do anything, right? Because <laughs> I gave my word. So I'm like, nope, not going to look at it. But I, I remember getting, getting the emails. And so I started working from there. So I think maybe first or second week of January I ended up launching. And that was stupendous. I can't even lie to you. That was like one of the best feelings I'd had in such a long time. Let me, I just want to go back to, you went to sleep. Um, on the night that you did not ship based on the standards that you set. Um, and so tell me about how you felt between that time going on the holiday break that you promised keeping, you kept that promise. So you did accomplish something. And, And then you had about two weeks in between. Talk about how you felt over that time. Like talk about the next day you woke up and then, the the two weeks after that yeah so the next day i woke up i remember this in this really intense feeling of like failure and mm-hmm. even though you know we had talked and you're like you know you didn't fail and i'm like i know but i gave my word that i could do this you know like i set this expectation to the world and so i just you know i felt really down when i woke up and i was like you know and more than that i felt like this here you go repeating the cycle of not delivering 
mm-hmm. your ideas. That was the biggest thing that I like. So, so like a you know we've been talking about psychology and like how it plays on you as a developer, especially yeah. as a founder of anything. That voice in my head kept echoing that you're repeating the same cycle of non-completion, mm-hmm. and like that was really weighing on me. And literally everyone I talked to who had been following, who were not on Twitter, you know, my friends and family, who been like, "What are you working on? Why are you always up so late?" <laughs> you know, and, you know they all want yeah. to know, and they had all said the same thing that you said, Mark. You didn't fail. It's out of your control that this that this technology didn't work, but you're going to get it. I heard that like 80 times, right? You're <laughs> going to get it. It's going to work. Yeah. And I, I got so frustrated with that because I'm like, I knew I'm going to get it, but I didn't get it when I wanted to, right? <laughs> yes. And like, that was, the, that was the frustration. And so, right? So, but then I told myself something else, that life is so much more meaningful. And this is a little bit non-technical, right? But it's like, you know what, Mark, if you go into this holiday with your, with your family, and because we rented a house in Galena yeah. and we were just like, you know what, we're going to do the New Year's Eve with our friends. And we we're like, we rented this house. And I'm like, you know, if you go over there moping, you're going to yep. ruin it for everybody. Yep. And I just refused to do that. So I just said to myself, OK, it did not work. You did not meet this particular version of the goal. But this and you told me this. You actually said this to me. And that actually is what calmed me down. You told me that it wouldn't be interesting if you did meet it. Right. Like like this is an interesting story. So if I go and talk yeah. about this experience like on the podcast or uh, go give a meetup talk, this will be more interesting to people that they see that it is not like all like perfect and that you struggled yeah. and that they're not alone like that. I was like, you know what? I can turn this around and to make it a really engaging story. So that that yeah. actually helped me kind of come out of that funk that I was in. But I'm not going to pretend like that was immediate. It took me oh, yeah. like eight or eight to 12 hours of like stewing in my own like brattiness <laughs> to like come well, out of it. Well, the 80 people you talked to were telling you the right thing, but anyone, everyone knows when you have an set in your mind a feat, you're, you don't want to hear it from anyone. You'd prefer people not even talk to you about it. And it's right. But you want the support. You want that network, the community to be like giving you the, you know, the support you need the well wishes, whatever. But you also, at that point, you're just like, I'd prefer not to talk about this. <laughs> let me, let me stew and moan in peace. But the truth is you need to embrace the support of your community because they're going to help you get back up. Um, 100%. I mean, I've been there before. This is a project years ago that I did and I failed to meet a deadline on features. I promised uh, some people paying me for things. And I had to go through that and it was rough. I remember it, but I also remember I got it, the project to a point where everyone was like, Oh no, that's good enough. We knew what you were doing. And I was like, (laughs) Oh really? Like you weren't expecting perfection. And they're like, no, you're not charging that much. So I'm like, Oh, (laughs) so you have, you have to set expectations for yourself um, as well. And yeah, I saw you going through that and I was like, oh, I've been there. I remember so vividly the feelings I had. So you launched. You got through the 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 feeling of failure. You did go on your vacation. You got back. You worked through the bugs. Talk about launch day. 
all launch day was I was I remember still to this moment um, I was in the the home office because I was off that day and I remember just saying okay Mark just stay calm what would you tell your students <laughs> to do and I would I literally <laughs> remind myself like hey if if your students get really worked up that they didn't turn in a homework assignment on time you from the bird's eye view the outside looking in you can objectively tell them take a break you can work through this you will solve the problem. Just yeah. give yourself time. And so that's the that's the process between the quote unquote fair to launch to launch day. So as I'm working on the launch, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Oh, Google wants me to create an account on this part of the app. I'll create an account here. Oh, Google yeah. wants me to sign this thing. I'll sign it. And even though it was frustrating, <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to sign. I'm just going to keep going, Mark, just one step at a yeah. time. And so as I get to launch day and I remember sitting here and I uninstalled the demo version from my phone. And I remember hitting publish and I kept hitting refresh on the screen and I'm yeah. hitting refresh over and over again because I'm waiting for it to show up in the app store. And then I'm like, what's wrong with this thing? Why is yeah. it not showing up? It says it's approved. And then I remember that I had to like click one more button to say <laughs> it's, re, it's re, you know available for like use. It's like, oh, OK, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and then I remember clicking on it and then I went on my phone and uh, I got my phone and I remember like going to the app store and I hovered. So like I typed in the app name and I selected it and I walked into the living room. My wife was nursing our son and I, I handed her my phone and like, uh, I get, I get a little emotional. I'm so proud of myself, but um, I handed her my phone and said, look, you know, and she's like, wow. And I'm like, I did it. I actually like shipped all the way through. I actually followed through Rachel. And she was like, yeah. I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, I'm so proud of myself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It's someone else can like look on. Well, no one else because it was a private alpha, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> theoretically someone yeah. else could, could search totally strong on the phone and it would show up. And I was just like, I can't believe that I did this. Like, and it was just so triumphant. And all of that time before felt like, you know, it felt like nothing, you know, like, like the moments, you know, of failure, it didn't matter anymore. If I, Cause then I could look at the long game. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter because I still did it. And so, yeah, that was that was amazing. That was an amazing day. Awesome. Well, that is a full story that I feel like many people, many developers, whether they're going through our classes as boot campers or trying to build something or they want to eventually build something, this story happens all the time. But it's so good to hear from someone that did it recently that has experience. Like this isn't something that these feelings are not something that happens to just beginners. These are things that people go through when they have been doing development for a while. And thank you so much for coming on and talking about this. And I want to bring you on in the future as you learn more about the Flutter framework and you develop this app for your user base. Um, like this is just a really good lesson for folks to know and to hear and maybe listen again if they hit these low points. So again, thank you for coming on and talking about this. Oh, this was a blast. I really, really enjoyed it. And I would love to come on and support because one of the things that I think helps is just knowing that you aren't the only one. That, yeah. that just helps so much. So thank you so much for having me. So you do have another goal, if I remember on Twitter, is you're going to go see a movie, which is an amazing 
goal in itself in your life right now based on everything yeah. else going on. So, so I'm going to let you go so you can hit that theater and I guess get, I guess is a quiet place. Is that what you're going to go see? Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about whether or not I should do it and I'm going to just go like right after this call, I'm going to the theater. I'm going to just go by myself. My wife doesn't like scary movies. So I'm just going to go, just go catch a movie. <laughs> All right, man. Well, have a good time. And uh, we will talk in the future. All right. Sounds good. Thanks again. Take care. Yep. Later. Thanks for listening to this old app. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by makingvoices.com. You'll hear from us soon.